This is Christian Peter. I'm sorry, but the stories I have about Charlie are not appropriate for the public. The right case of the Mondays. It's Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, a Monday with Charlie, Coach Charlie McBride. Coach, uh, how many wings did you take down yesterday for the Super Bowl? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I, when they were they were uh, guessing at the uh, the, um, the scores before the game, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I was listening to the TV, and so I said something like twenty three to thirteen or something like that. <laughs> so I was I was closest, I think, you know, because everybody was in their thirties and forties. They thought it was going to be a big big blowout or something, and. Uh, and nobody, no, nobody picked the Forty Niners. I I picked uh, I I hedged on one show. I predicted Kansas City. That's what I'm going with. On another show, I picked San Francisco. So I'm half right. I know you picked the Niners, Elijah. Uh, I picked Niners in, in both shows because you know I yeah, have you're a, a man spine. Of in, you're, yeah. you're a man of integrity. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> Well, I told, I actually didn't. I wasn't upset with either one of. If somebody else, either one had won, I'd been fine. I'd have made it through the night without committing suicide or jumping out any windows or anything. But you know, what? What? You... I didn't. I didn't. I, we, they don't bet around here very much, and uh, I didn't get involved in too much of anything like that. What what did you think? I mean, you've seen a lot of quarterbacks in your time. Uh, the story was was you know Brock Purdy, kind of an unknown, Mister Irrelevant. He, he's really played good football. Didn't play bad last night, but Patrick Mahomes just does it all. Man, does it with his arms, does it with his legs, does it with his demeanor. Well, I think they do the right thing with with uh, Brock. I think they uh, really count on their running game to you know, to be the major part of their offense, which they did, you know, as, as you saw it. And they did a pretty good job of it, I thought, you know. But uh, I think in the long run, you know, they he did, he did I think he did a good job. I know that it, he was under pressure when he threw that one. They kind of said, well, he should have done this or released it later. If he had released it later, he wouldn't have any teeth. And, uh you know, so it was. He did. He, he played well. I thought. I mean, for what you know, it was. You can't sit there and say, "Well, he lost the game for you." You know, and I'm getting that, and uh, like a lot of people would say. Uh, but uh, I thought. I think. I think he's. You know, a pretty good. I guess you'd call him a manager. Uh, he's a, That's probably. He's a, a pretty good manager. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, he he does a good job of, of not making a lot of errors. I know early he threw interceptions. So do they all. I mean, I think uh, uh, Manning, he might have led the league in interceptions his first or second year. And, you know, so it's not easy. Um, a guy that uh, 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 Dan Mariucci, uh, 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 not Mariucci, but uh, – uh, a guy, a friend, a guy that I know does a radio show on Phoenix. 
um, he has a he has a clinic and and he had him in his clinic. He had both he had he had Chuba in it too, I think, for a little while. Mm-hmm. But they, he does a good job. He's had a lot of guys playing in um, in, in in college and in the NFL, and was a quarterback at Kansas State. So. Uh, but I think you know when you see when you see what what he did do when he started running the football the last couple of games. I mean, and he kind of took off with it. He, he made something happen, and I don't know whether that's going to be part of his his thing or not in the future. Charlie McBride with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Charlie, I want to get your thoughts on a moment that the television cameras caught in the first half. Travis Kelsey goes over to Andy Reid and lets him know what he was feeling in that moment. Maybe a slight body check from Travis. Your guy who's coached high-level football, your guy who's coached some emotional guys in the defensive side of the ball. What's your reaction to that moment? Is that a big deal, or is that something that's been blown up because of the it, moment being it, Super Bowl? I think, it, I think it was backwards. I think the thing actually happened, I think he was trying to get Andy to get upset and get after somebody or do something, and um, you know, something like that. I don't think he was mad at something that he did. I think he just wanted them to say something to the team and chew their, you know, tails out because he isn't very, he isn't, he doesn't do that very often, but when he does, he, he means it, you know? And so I think part of it was that, and, uh, you know, I thought the other, only other thing could be is he was trying to steal his girlfriend. that's that's absolutely funny coach mcbride you stay the hell away from taylor right i see you looking up at that box coach (laughs) she is mine all mine you can have ice spice though yeah you (laughs) can have her friends but uh (laughs) that's so good well once you ask him a question he's gonna tell you the truth they asked him after the game what what they were saying when they were up there on the stage kissing each other he said i just told her i loved her mm-hmm. you know and went on <laughs> so i mean it's that you know that's probably the whole the whole story in one one word few words <laughs> tell me a little bit about andy reed have you spent any time with yeah. him do you, do you know much about but, andy well larry Cantara, who's a friend of mine at arizona state and and he coached at coached at northern arizona and he, Andy Reid was one of his first assistant coaches, and he knew right then that this guy's really something. So it, it worked out for our you know, and, and Andy's, Andy's been, always been an offensive guy, and uh, that, you know, and worked that way, and he's, he's, he's a heck of a play caller. And so, you know, he's gotten himself, as years go on, he's seen it all. And uh, so I think that, uh, you know, that he, he probably is going to stay another year or even maybe two, but that'll be the end of that tune. You know, he, he's not going to stay there forever. Just he's, he's, he's getting to be, a, you know, like road hard and put away wet sort of. <laughs> well, Coach, whenever you talk about that, that kind of nature he has on the sideline with, with Travis maybe trying to fire him up, is that something to coaching, being the, the, the calm, 
almost the, the voice of reason, the steadying force on the sideline, because it really feels like Andy Reid's been that for most of his career. I had a buddy back in the day. His name was Jackson. He was a big Eagles fan. And Andy Reid's last year in Philly, the Eagles were having a rough year, and it always used to make Jackson mad that, that Coach Reid would be on the sideline with just a blank look on his face, no emotion. He used to say, well, this guy clearly doesn't care, but that's been Andy Reid's style through his entire career. Well, what, Can you speak on the importance of having that on the sideline? Well, he's he, uh, he as you notice, he's one. You know, he doesn't. He isn't even very loud when he yells. I mean, you know, he's just he's just kind of, you know, what do you think, Chiefs? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but I guess he has blown his sack a few times. And that I learned that way back when he was really, you know, he really straight with the players, and he really, you know, doesn't do it. But when when he does get upset. It it makes them move their feet, you know, and uh, and he he doesn't do it a whole lot. Uh, so you know that's 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 par with a lot of coaches. I mean, uh, you know, they just and when, when they do go off, the players know that they're not fooling around, you know, and that's the way he is. He's a he's a serious person, but he's also kind of a jokester. <laughs> want to know i mean he'd love to be he loves to make a game fun coach charlie mcbride is with us on hill varsity radio and coach what did you make of what the niners did in the second half we've talked about it a lot here in the first hour went away from mccaffrey in the second half and then obviously uh they made the wrong decision by taking the ball first in overtime what are your reactions to that i had a feeling he might have been dinged a little bit and uh he might have had some, uh, you know, some problems physically. Uh, they didn't use him as much in the second half, and that you'll never know that. They won't ever, they won't ever say anything about that. But you know, he's that guy is. Uh, uh, you know, if he if he could stay healthy through the whole year, he'd be something else. Because a lot of times he's playing hurt, and I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't in the second half play hurt a little bit. Um, you know, but he, he wasn't going to give up then. And, you know, no, knowing his competitiveness, it's always ever since he was, uh, in high school that I knew him, he was always a, a heck of a competitor in track and, and football and things like that. I mean, he was, he was, uh, uh, re- way ahead of, 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 of other, other uh, players in football. Charlie McBride's with us here at Tail Varsity Radio on Monday with Charlie. Coach, going to switch gears, and there was uh, Tony White, Nebraska's defensive coordinator. His name was on the, the list for the UCLA job this late in the year. UCLA hired Deshaun Foster, their old running backs coach. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, it's not the first time we've seen Tony White's name on a list and, and Nebraska fans breathing a bit of a sigh of relief because you get another year with Coach White. And I know you've spent time with him and talked with him, but just speak to, to the UCLA situation. You guys played him a ton, always a lot of talent, but it never feels like they've kind of lived up to what they could be. And I know it's a it's a tough spot from a standpoint. Well, it's it's first you think UCLA, it's basketball but all the things that are going on in L.A., even in the sporting world, what do you think their prospects look like going into the Big Ten right now? 
Well, as you know, that uh, UCLA, uh, their basketball goes year-round because their school year is on quarters, I think. And, and what used to be the biggest problem was is they may have played four or five games before they even started their school year. And uh, that was hard because a lot of them spent a lot of time on the beach, <laughs> you know. And when you're not going to school it's, uh, and you're in between practices and things like that, it's, they're a little harder to control or, you know. And so, but if you catch them later in the year, you're in trouble because they're really a good football team. They, they've got some really good players. And they've got, of course, they've got, what, 30 million, uh, almost maybe all close to 40 million people in the state. Mm-hmm. And so, so the, the, there's tons of players, and as you know, that goes through everything: volleyball, baseball, softball, all of it. You know, there's kids from California playing coast to coast uh, out out there, and uh, I know even Alabama, Florida, and some of those schools have kids from Cal from California. So I don't know if Tony is if a head job pops up, it's not he's going to be forced to go. It's not, you know, you don't just pass up something like that. So it, it's, you know, you, you don't know until somebody else takes the job. But the guy's been there, what, seven years, mm-hmm. and he knows the area, he knows the people, and it's an easy fit right now. It's Charlie McBride with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And I want to flip this around because we haven't talked since since Chip Kelly departed UCLA. He's off to Ohio State, and for Foster getting named at UCLA, that's big. But you look at who Nebraska is chasing in the Big Ten, might be even bigger that Chip Kelly is going to be the Ohio State offensive coordinator. What's your, your reaction to that? Chip Kelly leaving sunny Los Angeles to head to Columbus, Ohio for a pay cut and a coordinator job instead of a head coaching job. Does that seem weird to you as well? Well, there's a lot of coaches that do that. A lot of them have gone to Alabama and been there for $25,000, $30,000 a year and been an analyst or something like that and then uh, passed it on and then the next year got a head job and, you know, or gone somewhere. And I think Nick has a little pull on, uh, on you know, around. And uh, I know Duffy Doherty used to have half, half the Michigan State staff was, you know, change over every year. Uh, I, I remember one kid got the Tulsa job. I can't remember his name, but I said, well, how the heck did that guy get the job? He said, I don't know. Duffy was in at lunchtime and somebody called and he yelled, who's in the office? And, he, he, and the guy said, I am. And he said, you want the Tulsa job? And he told him and they took him. You know, then, of course, that's in those days. But, he, you know, he was a hot coach where everybody went through. And Nick's, Nick's a guy right now that um, – uh, you know, got it. I think somebody told me the other day that Kevin Steele went, you know, back there and in Tennessee offered him a million bucks to come out of retirement. And I think Nick ended up paying 1.9 million yeah. for one year and something like that, which is, uh, you know, not a bad deal for a retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so, it feels like Chip just wants to call plays. Now, he left uh, the, the head spot at a program at UCLA, but it sounded like, as some of the, the folks who cover the Bruins put it, just a bad marriage that went worse. So this this change right. is something for, for UCLA, but hey, there's well, he familiarity the with problem, a little, You know, with the Philadelphia nose stacked up on top of each other, he probably was said, I, you know, I'm getting older, I've had enough of this, I just want to coach football and – 
you know, and, and so forth. And he's probably made a good buck and is not too worried about the prices right now. You know. Coach, we'll uh, check in with you next Monday. We'll get closer to spring football and we'll, uh, we'll talk some more ball with you next Monday. Thanks for a few minutes. Always love talking okay. football with you. Okay, guys, what are we going to do with no football now? We'll, we'll, make, to... we'll make something up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for having me. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. That's pretty good. Quit talking to my girlfriend. <laughs> That's what pissed off Travis with Andy Reid. Jay Moore, the Black Shirt Hour, continues. Jay Moore with us next on Hale Varsity.